0: What's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for August 30th, 2021. It's Monday. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to the last week of August. That means that for a lot of you, school is starting or has already started. Your kids might be out of the house after a long summer, and you're going to be enjoying a little uh, quiet time, perhaps. Maybe, maybe that's what I was looking forward to, but unfortunately, that did not happen. Uh, my youngest, their kindergarten, had a uh, a COVID uh, confirmed case, and so they shut down the classroom she was in out of an abundance of caution. Right now, she's fine. She isn't showing any symptoms at all, but they are shutting down for a whole week. So she it's just me and her for a whole week. That should be interesting. So let's check in. How are you? How is your week going so far? Did you did you get uh, surprised by anything interesting? Because <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> and, oh, it's going to be fine. I listened to a lot of JoJo Siwa, and um, there's going to be some My Little Ponies in my future as well. I, I, just, I feel it coming. It's going to happen. But that's not what I want to talk about today. If I sound a little bit different, uh, I got Invisalign today. So that was another interesting development. I, I, that's not a surprise. I knew that was happening and I've got the retainers in and I wanted to see how much of a difference it made with speaking. So far, I don't hear a ton of difference. And so I know the more I keep them in, the less time it takes to get it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to be good. Unlike when I was 16 and didn't wear, wear my retainer this time. I'm going to do it. I've learned something in the last 20-some-odd years. Anyway, so the thing that I did want to talk about today is this idea of best practices. And it's because I stumbled across a blog article that was talking about rethinking best practices. It's from Will Gallego. I don't know how to say his last name, but I will include a link in the show notes. And he's kind of talking about when we say best practices, what do we really mean? And is it a term we should even use? And that is, that rings very true for me. While I was working for a VAR, AKA a value added reseller, one of the things that I would often get asked by the people who are purchasing software or hardware from us is what are the best practices for implementing this? And as a good consultant, my answer was always, It depends. And they were always a little uncomfortable with that answer. But the truth of the matter is it really did depend. The best practices that apply to a law firm that's not allowed to hold data outside of the U.S. are not the same best practices that apply to a manufacturing company that has locations across the entire globe. It's just not the same the best practices for networking, let's say, are not going to be the same if you want to home everything back to a centralized DC. Whereas if you only have a handful of branch offices and you don't have a central DC, so you want everything to go through a cloud service. Like just understanding the crazy variety in in networks and organizations and regulations means that coming up with a set of best practices is almost meaningless because those best practices are for a best possible case. And that best possible case usually doesn't exist in the real world. I think you can approach best practices from a very, very high level and say, at the very highest level, these are the things that you should do. And you know they won't even be things you should do. These are considerations that you should have when you're planning out your Microsoft Exchange deployment or your Nutanix cluster or whatever it is you're deploying. These are the high level concerns. And here's the impact of decisions that you would make based off of those concerns. And then that informs your design. Really good VARs, the ones who are good at consulting, uh, better at consulting than selling product maybe, will actually walk their clients through the process of making those decisions and come up with best practices based off of what the business needs to do and what the IT organization requires, as opposed to just grabbing the best practices brief from the vendor and going, oh, these are the best practices. Let's go ahead and implement them. If I could could regale you with a story when it comes to best practices, uh, at some point I set up, VRealize, realize, oh, geez, I'm going to remember that. I can't even remember the name of the product, but it was a compliance and audit bolt-on to vSphere. And the idea was, oh, you can scan your cluster and your virtual machines and make sure that you're implementing best practices. And the first time you set up that tool, it was all red, all red. And then you'd look at some of the things they would say, oh, well, you should be sending your logs to this type of storage. And you'd go, oh, well, that doesn't apply because the way that I have my ESXi host set up, I don't need to send my logs there. I can do this other thing, which is what I'm doing. So you had to add an exception. Oh, and then another best practice would be where you're locating your configuration and swap files with your virtual machines. Oh, well, because I'm using this type of storage array, that doesn't apply either. Okay, so I have to create an exception there. And then that was basically the next week was going through every recommendation and the determining whether or not the recommendation actually applied to your environment and either muting that recommendation or overriding it or making a change in your environment based off the recommendation. Now, fortunately, most of the recommendations in there are actually linked to Either a blog article or a knowledge base article that would tell you why that was considered a best practice and what you were gaining from doing it and what would change if you chose not to it. So you could just go, oh, well, this situation doesn't apply apply to me. But let's say that I'm not a technical resource. Let's say I'm an auditor or a compliance officer and I go and I run this tool and I see a sea of red. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be like, why aren't you doing all of these things? And there's actually really good really good reasons why you aren't doing some of those things. The best practices from the vendor are created in an ideal scenario or the most generic scenario that they can come up with. And they don't really apply to the real world without being seen through the lens of a seasoned practitioner. So I think that's one of the things that the blog post actually brought into focus for me is you need to take any best practices... And then put them through that lens of someone who actually knows the technology and the situation where that technology will be applied once you do that you get the actual best practices for that organization so it's almost like you're looking through a template but you're using your technical eyes to go okay that doesn't apply that doesn't apply that doesn't apply and then you're using your business acumen to go and that doesn't apply either for this and that other reason So I guess it comes back to a question of does best practices make sense as a term? Is it a term we should even be using with knowledge that there can oftentimes there are no best practices. It's all situational and it all depends. Well, I think one interesting thing that was brought up in the blog post is that there's other terms that could be used in place of best practices. Two of them are standard operation procedure and standard industry practice, which those, even then, even if it's standard for the industry, it could be different for you. Another one is recommended practice, and that that I can get down with because it's recommended for a situation. And then another one is generally accepted practice, and that's something that is generally accepted so... In most situations, it works, but it has the general word in there so you know it's a generalization. It's not gonna to apply to every situation. So I, I think thinking about that and just understanding that mind frame, it means when someone asks you for best practices, you really need to push back on them and go, are you looking for just generalized accepted practices? Are you looking for a specific information about your situation? And if you want that level of granular detail, you probably need to hire someone to do that work or do it yourself because that's paid work. That's not just a you know a two-page slick that I can send you from my vendor. That's someone who actually needs to come in, understand the technology side, understand the business side, and marry them together for your specific company best practices. So I thought it was an interesting article. Definitely check it out and read it. Like I said, I'll include it in the show notes. That's going to do it for me for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing if you have. I really appreciate that. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.